The other night, I was hanging out, and you know, we we had had a great day as a family, and the kids are finally in bed. You know, so I do what most parents do, which is you finally sit down for a little bit of me time, finally, right? And so I sit down and I'm like trying to relax and there's just this weird, you know, like feeling I'm getting. I'm like, I don't know, like, what is it? I kind of feel restless a little bit and I don't know if I'm hungry or not. And so I'm not a sweets person, but my wife happens to make an incredible cherry cobbler. So I go over to the fridge, uh, scoop over some, and it's perfect if you throw it in the microwave for about 47 seconds. That's the perfect timing for that. Uh, it just it comes out just right. Scoop a little bit of Costco ice cream on that. It is perfect. Okay, maybe I am a sweets person. But I try the cobbler and, you know, take a couple of bites and I'm enjoying this and I'm just like, no, it's not. That's not what it is. I just can't quite get over it. And so I'm like, okay, maybe let me just uh, maybe turn on something on the TV and maybe just uh, watch something to laugh for a little bit. So I put on the big screen, right, on my wall uh, that, that I'm supposed to be watching while I get distracted looking at the smaller screen that's in my hand that I'm scrolling. You guys been there before? And no, no, that's not it. And then there's still just kind of this weird craving that I'm having, and I just can't quite figure it out, and I'm trying to make sense of it. And maybe you've been there before, and maybe like me, you've tried a food and it's not working. You've tried maybe entertainment before, and it's not working, and... You try all these different things, and have you ever been there before in your life? See, what I want to talk to us today about is just really this craving that every single one of us have within us. And for me, because of my relationship with Jesus, I recognize in those moments that really what I'm craving for, what I'm longing for is His presence or the life that I have in Him. And it's an invitation for me to connect with my Heavenly Father and to spend time with Him. And I love this so much because... Pascal, who was a French philosopher and just a brilliant mind back in his day, uh, he, he wrote this in 1670. He wrote this. Speaking of maybe the craving that the human soul can feel sometimes, he said, what else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim but that there is once in man a true happiness, of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace. This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, Seeking in the things that are not there, the help that he cannot find in those that are. Just what I was talking about here in a minute ago and all the different things that we might turn to sometimes and they say, and he says this, though none can help since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object, in other words, by God himself. And it's amazing that Pascal, he wrote this back in the 17th century because I look around us today in the world that we live in. And I see so many people all around us that are pursuing different things with their lives and maybe throwing themselves into uh, having just more fun and maybe that will satisfy and fill their souls and the, the craving that they feel, feel, uh, feel within. And maybe for some people, it's just let me just fill my life with more stuff, then I'll finally feel full. And for some people, they might even pursue success or throw themselves into their career just to end up finding that it can never fill that infinite abyss that... Pascal is talking about, or for some people, it might even be the relationships that they pursue and just say, if I just had this person or that person or just more people in my life, then finally it would feel that, feel that craving that I have and maybe those things help for a little while, but yet deep down in the soul, that feeling tends to remain sometimes and maybe you felt that craving in your heart and if you've ever felt that craving for more in your life, 
I want to tell you that it's because there's so much more that God created us for. In fact, you were created in the image of an infinite God uh, for relationship with him. He intended for you to have life and to live in close relationship with him. And through what we call sin, which is simply missing the mark, when sin entered into the world, which means that every single one of us at some point in our lives, we chose to reject God and to turn our backs on him. And we chose to say this, I want to do it my own way and pursue the things that I want to pursue rather than living for God and that led to a broken relationship with him. And so now what we are left with is what Pascal is talking about, that imprint or maybe that space and that void that we can sometimes feel in our hearts that reminds us of the presence of the life that was once there, of the imprint of an infinite God that he's placed on every single heart, every single human heart. And we have that reminder that we now get to live with and Throughout history, mankind has attempted different ways to try to fill that void in their lives. And they've turned to different things and realizing that really what the void that was there was maybe a hunger for something more for an infinite God. They've even tried religions, which is simply man's attempt to try to mend that relationship with God. To find that over and over again, those things cannot restore a relationship with God because the broken relationship that we have with God, if we are to restore that relationship with Him... We have to do it on God's own terms, which is why Christmas is such good news for every single one of us. And Pascal goes on to say this, and maybe the idea that he's trying to communicate here is summarized in simply one phrase, and it's this, that there is a God-shaped vacuum in every single human heart, in every person, and it can never be filled by any created thing. It can only be filled by God who's been made known to us through Jesus Christ. See, that's why Christmas is such good news and we're gathering all in this place and online right now to celebrate it is because this, through Christmas, we get to celebrate that God, seeing the broken relationship that we had, made a way for us and he makes the first move by actually sending his son, coming into our world, taking on flesh so that he would restore us back into a relationship with him. So that maybe that, that hunger or that emptiness that you feel in your soul that you could now experience the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. And Jesus came to bring to us a restored relationship with God that leads to this, to an abundant life. If you're taking notes this morning, what I want to talk to you about is this. As we celebrate Christmas, is this, that Jesus came to give us abundant life in him. That's what we now have access to through his coming. And that's why when he walked the earth, Jesus in John 10, 10 says this, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That is the good news of Christmas that we will be celebrating this morning. So if you're in here today and you're hungering for more in your life, and maybe you pursued all these things in your life that you've just end up still finding or not able to satisfy you, the good news of Christmas is that you can find that fulfillment and that abundant life through a relationship with God that he intends to restore through his son Jesus that he sent to draw near to us into our world as a human who, as a fully God, but also human who came near to us. And I just wonder for you, I don't know where you're at today, but I just wonder what it would be like for you if you were to actually experience abundant life this Christmas. So that maybe in your soul that longing or that desire, or maybe the void that you feel at times, what would it look like for you to actually experience a real relationship with Jesus? 
in a way that fulfills that, in a way that you are overflowing with abundant life this Christmas. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Pray with me. Father, we just pause right now to invite you into this space and as we're about to open up your word in a second here just to read the Christmas story and to talk about why you came into this world and the abundant life that we now have in you. As we do that, God, I just want to pause right now to acknowledge your presence in this room. That so many of us were coming into the space and it's been maybe a busy week and kids are at school and all the different holiday activities and plays that we've gone to and holiday gatherings and travel maybe. And in the midst of all of that, we just want to pause right now, God, to acknowledge that you are here with us right now and God, that you want to meet us right in this space right now and to speak to us a word that is meant to draw us closer to you. And God, I just pray and ask that you would speak so clearly to us this morning. I pray that anything that is not of you, God, would you just remove that from me right now? Would you remove every distraction, every anxious thought, and just allow us to focus on you and to connect with you during this time? It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2. If you're not familiar with the Bible, Luke is in the New Testament, so go ahead and flip almost about two-thirds of the way to the back of your Bible. If you have a cell phone with you, you can power that on as well, and we're going to be looking at the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, and before we jump into it, uh, just a little bit of background on what's happening and where we pick up in the story here. Uh, we encounter in the book, book of Luke and in the New Testament that there's a, there's a teenage girl by the name of Mary who is engaged or betrothed to be married to a man by the name of Joseph. And as they are going through this engagement process, uh, an angel would appear to Mary and would uh, tell her this, that God had looked upon her, that she was going to, re uh, to conceive through what we call the virgin birth, to conceive of the Holy Spirit, and to give birth to a child that was going to be the Messiah who would uh, deliver God's people, who would restore relationship with God and all these things that God was going to do through her. Now you can imagine that they are engaged and throughout that process, if you are Joseph and the girl that you're supposed to marry comes and tells you, well, I'm pregnant. You can imagine maybe that there's some tension going on here in the story, but Thankfully, an angel would also appear to Joseph and also in a dream tell him to not fear that indeed what was happening with Mary, his fiance, his betrothed, was indeed of the Holy Spirit, that God was doing something unique and special through this child that was not just any other child, but this child was going to be fully man and fully God because he was to be conceived through this virgin birth and of the Holy Spirit. And so as they go on and the time is coming near for her to give birth to this child, and this is where we pick up now in Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, it says this, in those days a decree went up from Caesar Augustus, which by the way is a real historical person, that all the world should be registered, and this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. So Joseph also went up to Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem. So they're traveling now to Bethlehem, back to his hometown, to go and to be registered over there. And it says that his wife Mary, who was betrothed to him, was with child. And it says, while they were there, verse 6, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. If you're taking notes this morning, 
point number one that I want to share with you is this, that abundant life is not a result of great circumstances. Abundant life is not a result of great circumstances. Uh, maybe you've, uh, like me before, had the times in your life where you, you've said something like this. Well, if I just this, then my life would be great. Ever been there before? Like I, I can look back on my life maybe when I was younger and there have been times where I'd be like, well, if I just uh, maybe someday grow up and I get a job, then I'm going to be happy. Then I'll get to do all these things. Maybe if I get to make this much money in my life, then I'll be happy. Or maybe for some of you in here in the room is, well, if someday I can just get married and just find the right person, then my life will be full and I'll experience those things. Or maybe you're going through a really difficult situation right now in your life. And maybe you've had the thought, if I were just to be healed, then my life would be complete. Or, or if, if my marriage would just get restored, then I would experience this. And we've all had those thoughts in our lives before. And what I love so much about this story is that their situation is less than ideal. She's pregnant, firstborn. And they have to travel, by the way, uh, which if you've ever been pregnant or had a kid here before, uh, traveling while you're full term can be quite a challenge in itself. And while they get there, it's a small town. They have some extended family there, but the town, uh, everybody runs out of room. So she ends up giving birth to her child in what would be considered the guest room. Uh, there was no room in the guest room. So she gives birth to her child in a less than ideal situation. And so many of us, a lot of times we have the thought that if my situation, my life circumstances would just be a little bit better, then maybe that craving or that longing or that void that I feel inside would finally go away and I would just have this sense of contentment and abundance in my life. And I used to have some of those thoughts too. And the older I get, the more I just realized that Pascal was right, that we can try to pursue so many things in our lives and just tell ourselves, well, if I, if I just got a bigger house, if I just got the promotion, if I just had this one more thing in my life, and sometimes we pursue more to end up getting all those things to find that more is simply not enough. And that sometimes better for us, circumstances is still not enough. What I love so much about the story is that here they are in less than ideal situations, and yet in the midst of that, there's a sense of peace that they experience, they're just a, a contentment that they have, a calmness that they have, because they were, they were walking in obedience to what God had spoken to them. Because they knew that this child was not just any other child, that he had the very hand of God, the presence of God in the midst of their situation, provided the contentment, the abundant life, the peace that they needed, even in the midst of less than ideal circumstances that they had. See, if God knew that, abundant life or contentment in life came through better circumstances than what he would have done instead of allowing them to go through the whole pain and in some ways actually their lives got harder if God would have known that that he would have stepped in made their lives easier made them wealthy made them maybe famous but he didn't do that he allowed them to walk through these circumstances that they went through because God realizes that abundant life isn't a result of great circumstances but that even in the midst of the hardest circumstances in our lives, we can still experience peace and abundant life through Jesus. And when I think of that, when I think of somebody in the midst of just difficult life circumstances who still just have overwhelming peace and abundant life, I can't think of a better example than Tyler Trent. 
And many of you know his story, Tyler Trent, who was here from Carmel, actually. 20-year-old that fought just a long-fought uh, battle in his life with a rare form of bone cancer who ended up passing away. But even in his battle with cancer, man, his life impacted so many people. And I can't think of a better example than that. And actually, Pastor Josh got to sit down with him as he was nearing towards the end of his life and did an interview with him. And I just want to share that video with you this morning. So take a look at this. such an inspiration to so many people. I mean, I know you know that, but just the strength you have is incredible. You have strength that most people don't have. And I wanted to find out where does that strength come from? Where do you find the motivation and ability to, to power through what you've been through? Yeah, no, all my strength comes from my faith in Jesus Christ. That's incredible. I, you know, I don't know that I could have that kind of strength and faith like you do and I think it's a real inspiration to people during Christmas time that need hope like that. Christmas time is about when we celebrate that God's with us. He was born into the world, that He cared enough about us, He didn't give up on us even though we rebelled against Him. So how could you say after everything you've been through, battling cancer this long, struggling through what you've had to struggle through, how could you still say that God is with you even in these hard times? Yeah, I know that this is all I have been at the time. Um, he still blessed me through everything I, that I have been through. Hard and easy. That's incredible. To look at your life and say, God has blessed you with all the things that you've been through, the good and the bad. And I mean, that's just encouraging to me. And the reality is that your daily life these last couple of months, being all over television is probably the day-to-day -day life has been really difficult and hard, I'm sure. How is God in those moments, in those hard moments, what's it look like for God to be present with you? Yeah, it's like playing a lot every single day. It's like gambling. You never know. I know. I woke up this morning, how, how it was going to feel. And you praise God in both, man. Exactly. And so what, you know, Christmas time, we're filming this just a little bit before Christmas. How could you encourage anyone out there that might see this about how to find hope this Christmas and the things that they're facing in their life? Um, just find out where your faith lies and rely on that. Um, yeah, I don't know where it lies, um, wherever it may be. I was just back to 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, and 18. You know, rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God, and Christ Jesus to you. 
at Christmas time for you to be able to face all this and say that you put your faith in Jesus. It's an inspiration and I, I hope that people who watch this get to see the impact that God has used you to make in this world and he could do that for so many more people. And so just thank you, man, on behalf of you know, millions of Americans, thank you that you're willing to speak up and, and, and live your faith out in that way and, and to have that kind of courage and strength. See, abundant life isn't a result of great circumstances in our lives. That the, the only way that you can see somebody like Tyler, even as he's losing his life, literally have so much life and be so full of life is because of what he said, because of a relationship with Jesus. And it's amazing that you can see somebody like Tyler walk through cancer, and as his body is literally failing him and dying, you know, slowly... Yet he can have so much life in him, in him. And yet I've seen people that have all the fame and all the money in the world and yet feel so empty and lonely. Because listen, abundant life isn't a result of great circumstances. And some of you are in here maybe today. And the thing that has kept you from pursuing God and to surrender your all to him, to seek a relationship with him is because maybe the circumstances in your life haven't changed can I just encourage you to not allow the circumstances to become the obstacle that keep you from experiencing a real relationship with him? Because see, God didn't send his son into the world to come and to change all of our circumstances, but he came so that even in the midst of our circumstances, we can experience abundant life and peace and hope even in the midst of that. And I just love Tyler's story so much because it also communicates this to me that if he can have that kind of abundant life, then anyone can have abundant life. So point number two, abundant life is available to anyone. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what you've done, abundant life is available to anyone. Take a look back at the story. So they have this baby in Bethlehem. And then in verse 8, it says, In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Uh, you can imagine you would be terrified if you were hanging out in the fields and bam, angels just show up and they're terrified in that. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The life that Jesus came to give is for all people, for everyone and anyone can experience that kind of a life that he came to give to us. And it says that suddenly there, and there was a, a multitude of angels and heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You guys remember as a kid, um, if you grew up maybe in the neighborhood like what I grew up in, that you would have either games that you would play, either with soccer or basketball or whatever it is, and you'd always uh, pick captains, right? Which, by the way, who decided who was a captain anyways? It's like, why do they get to be a captain? But anyways, you'd have these captains, and then the captains would go ahead and pick their teams. And it always was 
a terrible feeling when you got picked last, right? Like everybody would get picked eventually, but if you got picked last, everybody knew why that was. Like the best players, the most athletic, the smartest, whatever it was, always got to be picked first. And the ones that got picked last is kind of like the person that nobody wanted on their team and they got stuck with anyway. So it's like, well, I guess you're the only one left. So I guess I might as well pick you now. And I love that God is doing this incredible thing uh, through Jesus and coming into our world and restoring us back into a relationship with him. And he chooses to reveal that to a teenage girl and her fiance. And then he chooses to show up to some shepherds that are out in the field. And shepherds back in the day, you know, everybody knew. Like they were not the kids that got picked first, right? That they got to live out in the field and usually serve somebody. And they got to hang out with sheep. And so most likely they probably smelled like sheep. But yet these are the people that God chooses to send his angels to, to reveal himself to. And this big move of God that is happening, he doesn't go to the king back in the day or the upper class of the day and the people that are the nobles of the day, he chooses to go and reveal this to the lowly, the lowest of the lowest in the society back in that day. Because see, the abundant life that Jesus came to bring is for everyone and anyone can experience that regardless of your life circumstances. Whether you're here and you feel like you've got your life together or maybe you're here and like many of us, you just feel like, your life is a mess and you're just trying your best to just pursue after God. And listen, abundant life is for you, regardless of where you feel you are today. His abundant life is for you and it's good news for everyone, no matter what you have done. No matter what is in your life right now, no matter what is in your past that you might look back to and say, man, I've just messed up too many times. How could God ever love a person like me? Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done, no matter how big of a mess you've made of your life, his abundant life is for everyone. You are not too messed up. You are not too far gone to experience a real relationship with Jesus. And that's why every single week around here as we open up services, we always say this, that we believe that no one is too far from God to experience a life change through Jesus. And that the hospital really should be a, the church should be a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. Because listen, we are here to offer hope to the people that in humility realize their brokenness and their need for Jesus. That are just going to flee to him and to find the abundant life that he promises them. No matter what you've done, that abundant life is available to you. And that's why I love so much in John 3.16, which you might be familiar with. Uh, maybe you grew up listening to this. And it says this, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that here it is, so that whoever, listen, there are no conditions to being a part of the family of God and experiencing the abundant life that he came to give. It says this, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But it means this, number three, if you're taking notes, that we each have a choice to make on how we're going to respond to that. And I love so much that the, the angels, they show up to the shepherds, but yet the shepherds had a choice to make. And so take a look at what they do. In verse 15, it says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they get up and hurry up and they go and they find Mary and Joseph and they find the baby lying in the manger. And it says this, when they saw it, they made known the things that they've been told concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. 
Mary treasured up all these things in her heart, pondering them. And it says that the shepherds end up returning, glorifying, and praising God for all that they had heard and seen and all that had been told to them. Listen, they had a choice to make how they were going to respond to that. That they, they, they have this encounter with God out in the field and they could have chosen to stay in the field. But instead, they chose to draw near to Jesus to go and to discover what had happened. And as a result of that, they end up leaving there filled with joy, glorifying God because of what they had seen that had taken place. And if you're in here today, I believe this, that most likely God has already been showing up in your life in many different ways. Maybe it isn't the angel that showed up and ah, God's glory out in the field that you've experienced. But most likely God has been showing up in your life, maybe through the simple invitation that you got from somebody to come to church today? See, I believe that that is God and his love pursuing you, laying you on somebody else's heart to invite you to come today. And maybe God has shown up in your life through maybe a life situation that you went through and he protected you in that. Whether it was a car accident or a sickness that you got healed from and you can look back to and maybe you might not believe everything about this whole God thing and you might not have a personal relationship with him but you can look back to it and the only way that you can explain it in your life is that certainly there was something happening and that God was showing up in your life in that way. Or maybe you're in here and he's provided for you in different ways in your life. And I believe that over and over again, God has been showing up in every single one of our lives. Or maybe it is even just his presence that you felt in your life before. Just that deep down in your heart and in your soul, you just know that he's been pursuing you and he makes his presence known to you. And here's what I think oftentimes many of us do. We choose to stay out in the field. Rather than like the shepherds did to, to draw near to go and to ask more questions to go to see Jesus and to encounter him. So many of us sometimes we choose to stay out in the field and we miss out on the real relationship and the experience that we could have with God. That would send us away glorifying him and having our lives changed. Most likely he's been pursuing you and you have a choice to make how you're going to respond to that and. I remember for me, I've shared my story many times with uh, you guys here before, but at the age of 16, I left my homeland in Africa and got on a plane and came here to the U.S. to go to school as a 16-year-old. Left my whole family behind, and I had grown up my whole life in the church and in a Christian community and around the faith and got to have so many different experiences in my life with God, right? But at the age of 16, when I left my home, I was finally face-to-face -face with the choice that I had to make. Was I going to choose to pursue this whole Jesus thing and to lean in and actually make that faith and that relationship my own? Or was I going to choose to just say, that, that, that's great, that's just what my parents have and that's great for them and I'm happy for them and continue to maybe pursue a life that wasn't honoring to him and to choose to do things my own way. And at the age of 16, God used that in my life to really grab my attention and to cause me to begin to go deeper in my faith and to begin to read my Bible for the first time ever, to begin to actually pray and to ask questions. God, if you are there, will you reveal yourself to me? Would you reveal your will for my life? And every single step of the way, God continues to show up in my life and to draw me deeper and deeper into relationship with him and 
I think many of us today, we're at a place where we, we all have that choice to make, that God has been showing up in our lives in all these different ways, and sometimes we paid attention to it, sometimes you're even ignoring it, but we all have a choice to make. How are we going to respond to it? And this Christmas is an invitation for every single one of us, for some of you that you don't even have a relationship with Jesus, to maybe the first time ever discover what a relationship with him could look like for you. And for some of us that maybe do already have that relationship with Jesus, but maybe you've wandered far away from him. Listen, Christmas is a reminder to us that our God is a God who draws near to us, who pursues us. That no matter how far away you've wandered from him, that he desires a relationship with you today. And he's pursuing you and pursuing you and pursuing you and calling you deeper into relationship with him so that you would experience the abundant life that he came to give to you and I discovered a little while ago that there's a group of people that like to gather to watch other people play video games. And they fill up arenas. Like, this is a real thing. I'm not, I'm not kidding. You can go look up uh, YouTube videos. They actually pay money to go sit in an arena to watch other people play video games. And I was, like, shocked. I could remember where I was when I found this out. I just could not believe it. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you go pay money to go watch somebody else play the game? Like, isn't it so much more fun when you can play it yourself? And see, I think so many of us in here, we can watch a story like what we just did with Tyler and just the amazing, abundant life that he had, the relationship that he had with God. Or maybe even you can look to some people in your life that have just a relationship with God that is thriving and growing and you look at them and you're like, man, they have so much hope and so much peace, so much abundant life in their life. And you're like, you know, that's really great for them. I'm happy for them. And we are content to be like the people that are going to go watch somebody else play a video game. Can I tell you this, that it is so much more fun when you get to experience it yourself? That a relationship with Jesus can be yours today because the abundant life that he came to bring to us is for anyone and everyone can have a relationship with him. And it really is just so simple. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, that's you and that's me, so that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It really is that simple. Simply by faith, believing in Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, committing your life to living for Him, turning away from everything else when in our sin we rejected Him and that sin brought separation. When we come back into relationship with Him, it's turning away from everything else and doing this beautiful act that the Scriptures call repentance, which is to turn away from sin and to turn towards Jesus and to begin to live the life that He calls you to live, to experience just that abundance that deep peace in your soul, the fulfillment, the contentment that he always intended for you to live with can be yours simply by placing your faith in Jesus today. That's the beautiful message of Christmas. Why we celebrate this every single year, remind ourselves of that. And, you know, as a parent, uh, just tomorrow we're going to be uh, opening gifts with my kids and I am so excited. I don't know what the kids got because my wife does all the shopping, but whatever it is, I'm so excited for them to get to open that gift tomorrow morning. And some of you are in here today and maybe you've heard that before. You've heard John 3.16 and it's like, it's great. God so loved the world, but you're maybe still questioning, does he really love you or not? Because of the mess, maybe the sin in your life, how, how, how does he feel about you and how does he look upon you? And many of us know John 3.16, but 
But not too many of us know John 3.17 which says this, that God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Listen, God, your heavenly Father, your heavenly parent, is like I'm going to be tomorrow morning with my kids sitting there with this gift that we've gotten them, just waiting for you to open the gift and receive this amazing gift that He has for you. He's not out to get you. He's not out to punish you. He desires for you to be restored into a relationship with Him. That's the beauty of Christmas. And I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. So will you pray with me? God, we just thank you so much for, God, this amazing gift that we are celebrating today with Christmas. You coming into our world, drawing near to us so that, God, we would experience abundant life with you. Father, that so many of us have been walking through life and pursuing so many different things, whether fame or success or even some turning to drugs and to alcohol and all these different things or entertainment and distraction to try to fill the void in our hearts that God, you alone intend to fill. Father, for that person this Christmas that is feeling that hunger, that thirst in their soul for more of you, God, I pray that they would experience that through a relationship with Jesus today. Father, that they would discover the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us all. And that it would change their lives in a radical way. And God, we thank you that as our Heavenly Father, you, you are waiting for us to open this amazing gift that you've given us. And right now, God, I just pray that the person listening to this who hasn't discovered that yet would make that commitment to receive this free gift of salvation in you. If that's you here in the room and you're listening to this right now, listen, what you feel in this moment, I just want to remind you, is the real presence of God with you. It's his love for you in this moment. It's, it's not a vibe. It's not anything like that. It's just his presence with you right now in this moment. And he's here to remind you that he loves you. And he des desires a relationship with you. So I want to give you the opportunity right now in this moment to simply receive that free gift. And you can just pray something like this along with me, just silently right where you're sitting right now, just something like this. God, I admit that I am a sinner. God, I admit my need for you. God, I thank you for sending your son into my world God, I thank you for what you did through his death and burial and resurrection on my behalf. And God, I receive the free gift of abundant life that Jesus offers today. And I ask him to be my Lord and my Savior. God, I ask that you would help me to turn away from sin in my life and to turn towards Jesus. And would you help me to live my life for you? From this day forward if you prayed that prayer right now with me I'm just gonna ask, ask you to do a simple act right now of just commitment just to show the commitment that you've made to just raise your hand right now if you prayed with me in the moment just now yes over here anybody else yes over here yes in the front I see you guys over here anybody else in here yes I see you yes over there I see you guys there you can put your hand down yes you can put your hand down anybody else in here made that commitment today on this day yes I see you in the back December 24th, 2023. Anybody else in here make that commitment to follow Jesus today? Wow, 
It's amazing. Let me pray over you right now. Father, I just thank you for all these hands that we just saw all over the room right now. People, maybe for the first time ever, inviting you into their hearts. And God, I just pray your word over them. And your word says that anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And I pray that that would be true over them. God, would you help them to overcome anything in, that would get in the way of them living for you. And God, we just thank you so much for loving us, for pursuing us, for calling us to be a part of your family. And we just celebrate Jesus in this moment. We thank you so much and we love you. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Can we celebrate all over the room people that made that commitment today to invite Jesus into their heart?